Welcome to season two of the Beta 5 podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chapman. Today, we are joined by the recently crowned bouldering world champion, Natalia Grossman, to chat about her first World Cup win earlier this season, idiotic social media comments, preparations for competition, the practice of gratitude and chocolate cake. And it starts right now on Beta 5. Since the time this interview was recorded last month, Natalia Grossman has gone on to win the Bouldering World Championships. But not too long before that, earlier this season, she won her first Bouldering World Cup in Salt Lake City. And the win was secured on the last problem, on a boulder that seemed, at least for the first few minutes, to to be just too difficult or too low percentage. Natalia, thank you for joining me today. I want to chat about that first World Cup win because... It's obviously significant, but it didn't come easy. In fact, it looked pretty hopeless for a moment there. What was your experience of fighting with that boulder? Did you lose hope at any point? Did something change in the last minute in your mindset? It's weird because I feel like I almost like zoned out. Like yeah. I don't remember it entirely. Um, but yeah, like kind of what you said, like, like at first I was remaining super positive I was like okay like I got this I'm just like feeling it out and then I kept just like having little like my foot would slip or like I would fumble something and I wouldn't be close and then like I had like two minutes left um and then like the frantic like panic kind of started to kick in because also that like kind of move that's like my like a vertical jump that's like my biggest weakness I'd say so like I turned around or when we had preview and I saw that I was like oh man so I think I was just like slowly losing hope for like a bit and I think in the end I was like okay it's it's go time like I can't I just gotta like go for it or else I'm not gonna do it I don't know I honestly don't really know what changed in the last minute It was one of the most exciting tops I've ever seen at a World Cup, precisely because it was beginning to look so hopeless. And, you know, the clock was running out and a momentous result was hanging in the balance. And then all of a sudden you did the impossible. A minute and change to go. Tanya Grossman with her podium position in her hands. There we go. Oh my goodness. Oh man, the crowd goes wild. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Natalia Grossman has shown up. Thank you. Yeah, I think the crowd also really helped because they started to get, like, really psyched um, at around, like, the one-minute mark, and everyone was just, like, cheering. I was like, okay, like, let's go. So you've won two World Cups now and the Bouldering World Championships, and I know I'm not the only one thinking this, and I may not include this question in the episode, So, you know, just between you and me, you won a World Cup where Yanya Garbrandt was competing. And, you know, she's probably the best competition climber of all time. And I know we're not supposed to talk like this, you know, in climbing about winners and losers because it's not basketball or hockey. It's an individual sport. It's athlete versus the boulder. But that being said, like, Natalia, come on. Do you go to bed at night and kind of 
enjoy that victory? <laughs> no. But no? Okay. <laughs> maybe I should. I don't know. It was super, it was weird. And, like, I feel like I didn't think I earned it. Like, it took me a long time. Like, I saw lots of things that were like, oh, like, she only won because the climbs are too easy. And I think it, like, I, I don't know. I wasn't as psyched when I won because I felt almost, like, bad. Or I was like, oh, like, yeah, the climbs weren't hard enough. Like, it didn't feel earned, I guess. So that was something I, like, actually struggled with for a bit. Social media comments are idiotic. Did you end up working through that? Um, and is Yanya stronger than you? And and does that make a difference? Yeah, she's stronger than me, but it's not always about who's the strongest or like the best climber. Sometimes it's about like who can perform the best. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, sometimes you have to perform and you have to flash everything. We don't see that quite as often, but I think that was like my takeaway from it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, there were people writing things like I can't wait to see Brooke and Talia like on some steeper boulders in Innsbruck like they're gonna get crushed you know and that's not like super nice to read those types of comments are angry and naive in nature and even you know even knowing that they they still stay with us and they can play into our thinking and into our sense of well-being and I read a lot of the same stuff you did but the truth is you climbed incredibly. You, your attempt to top ratio, your mindset, your try hard, your unforced errors. I mean, you deserved every win so far. There is no question. And I hope you know that now that some time has passed. Yeah, I think the time has been helpful. It was also weird because like the first World Cup, everyone's like, ah, like you only won because Yanya wasn't there. And then the exactly. it's like, oh, well, you only won because the climbs are too easy. It's like... When's it going to be? When, like, I feel like I shouldn't have to prove myself. <laughs> Tell me about your lead climbing. Coming out of that long COVID lockdown, you have been crushing in lead. What's up? Lead was really different because I've never really considered myself a lead climber. And, like, in Innsbruck, I had a pretty, like, rocky start. Um, and even in Vilar, like, I didn't feel, like, super confident. And I would probably say I didn't start to like feel more confident on a rope until like Chamonix. I just like started to feel better. And I mean, I hadn't really done any lead world cups before. So it's just like a different feeling only having one try. And I think by the end I was able to like embrace that part of like only having one try and having to execute, but definitely didn't expect to do this well at all. Like my goal was to make, um, a bold or a lead semis this year so wow. i was really psyched with finals and then making podium and stuff there seems to be two ways to build a lead climbing machine right number one uh increase an athlete's strength right specifically contact and finger strength so that you know the holds don't feel so difficult and you don't get so easily pumped and the second method is just building amazing uh, endurance and the ability to rest and recover on the wall would you say that in your preparation, you focused more on the first method or the second or both? Yeah, I think like having stronger fingers, like like you said, everything feels better. But it's also really helpful for clipping because um, I feel like that used to be a big downfall for me. Was I'd get really pumped trying to clip because sometimes like your 
the hold you're clipping off of wasn't or isn't very good. And like you have to hold on with only one hand. During the lockdown and in preparation for this season, was most of your training dedicated to bouldering? Yeah, I'd say it was primarily bouldering up until like the summer. Uh, I didn't. And that was like the other thing is I went into like the first lead World Cup only having trained endurance for two weeks. So like th- like each competition I went to, I was just still gaining endurance and like I wasn't at my peak at all. I think maybe in the future I want to start like training lead a little earlier, but it's also hard. It was hard to like, I knew I should have been training lead, but when you have like bouldering World Cups back to back. Totally. You're like, well lead doesn't really seem yeah exactly that's a difficult thing to balance would you call yourself a 24-hour athlete like do you obsess about training and climbing constantly or is your focus split between various things no so I think like I'm more like focused on school or at least I have like a balance between school and climbing um and I think in the summer it can get really easy for me to just be like too focused on climbing which normally isn't good for me like I like to have more things going on than just climbing or else I can just get really in my head about climbing um, and that can harm my performance and just like training so I like to have other things going on so do you love life like I mean life in general are you excited to get up in the morning and do what you do What's your perspective on that? Because I feel as though successful, driven people must love life, you know, maybe even a little more than others. I very much love life. And I think more recently, like my love for life comes from a place of gratitude. Like this summer, I was able to travel the world and compete in the circuit, which is something that I've always dreamed of being able to do and like being able to go with my team and go to all these countries. So when you're finally kind of like living your dream it's hard not to love life and it was also just like amazing to meet new people and experience new cultures since I really value those things we're lucky to be alive and to be able to have these experiences we are lucky to be alive I think this way of thinking is not very common I think as humans we forget to practice you know gratitude uh, for life for the things that we do have Are there barriers that stand in the way of that for you? Like, what is it that you struggle with? Um, I'd say, like, most people, self-doubt is probably my largest struggle. Um, But, like, I'm trying to work on it. And I think remembering at the end of the day, it's, like, all about the experience. And it's not about going to do well, or at least for me. Like, I have to remind myself sometimes, like, it doesn't matter how you place, like, you get to be there. And that's great, like, in its own way. But of course, like, I have hard training sessions. And sometimes, like, the pressure gets to me. And it can be hard to, like, remain confident. So I think maybe, like, confidence and self-doubt is something that I'd say I struggle with. That is the thing we all struggle with, I think. And yet your ability to perform, your positive mindset and self-control, you are having quite the season. And I think we all want to know, what are the ingredients? Like, if you were to make a chocolate cake, you would need specific ingredients. You put in the wrong ingredients and you end up with something 
other than chocolate cake. So what are the ingredients? What is the recipe for success in competition climbing? I'd say like having fun and like not like when you're at the competition, have fun, but also when you're training, like have fun listening to your body, whether that's like, I don't know. I know sometimes in the past I'd get so wrapped around this idea of I have to finish this three hour session or I have to do 10 routes or whatever, but like maybe you're feeling tired. So you should just stop you know um so listening to like my body and then also listening to like my mind and working on my confidence and positivity and things like that is community an ingredient in there yeah i think like having other people to train with and who are also like really motivated and happy and i guess love in life that's something that I don't know, another ingredient, I guess. Yeah, loving climbing. And I think one way to love climbing is like through sharing or like sharing your love for climbing with other people. We are stronger together. That is a fundamental truth. Thank you for sharing, Natalia, and thank you for your honesty. For you competition climbers out there, the ingredients for success, according to the world champion, is to focus on having fun during the competition, but also during training when you are grinding out that hard work and it can feel like a chore remember to be grateful for the opportunity remember to listen to your body Uh, self-care is far more important than that extra hour in the gym or those extra reps and be sure to surround yourself with the right people like-minded people people who share your passion for hard work to have fun and to practice gratitude for life on this planet thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on beta five